We've been, all through the summer, we've been looking at the book of Proverbs, and we're wrapping things up in Proverbs in the next couple of weeks. And through the course of this study, I have brought in a few things. I brought in, a, I brought in my stirring spoon. I talked about stirring the pot. Uh, I brought in a, a, a chef's knife, and I showed you my chef's knife. I brought in a garlic press. I brought in a salt shaker. And so today, I thought rather than bring in things to make food, I would bring in some food. So I brought you a pie today. Uh, except it's not a real pie. I'm sorry. This is this is a Trivial Pursuit pie. I mean, remember the game Trivial Pursuit? Yeah, we played it a lot back when I was in high school. We had to Donna's house about every night playing Trivial Pursuit. Uh, we enjoyed that. I played it in college also. I can just about guarantee that if the Trivial Pursuit question was in geography or history or sports, I would have no idea who that, what the answer was. There was no way I was going to answer those questions, especially the sports questions. But if the, if the question was in literature, there's a good chance. And whenever it was a question that was in the category of entertainment, everybody on my team would turn and look at me because usually I got the entertainment questions right because back in those days, my own pursuits were fairly trivial. The name of... The name of the game is a little insulting when you think about it, though. Pursuit. The word pursuit, it, it evokes an image of action, right? It evokes action, uh, dedication. A pursuit is something that consumes your time, consumes your life, consumes your energy. We say things like, I am pursuing a degree. Uh, or we say, I am pursuing a career. Or the police say, I'm in hot pursuit. You know, we're in hot pursuit. We hear that and we hear action. La last week I talked about zeal. And you, in my mind, I can't hear the word pursuit without hearing something that you have zeal for. In fact, Merriam-Webster's dictionary defines pursuit in that way. It actually uses the word zeal for one of the definitions. There's nothing trivial about that. A pursuit ought to engage you. It ought to engage your whole being. We're in Proverbs 21, verse 21 today. Proverbs 21, 21. And if you're using those blue Bibles in front of you, it's on page 543. And I love this proverb because it, <clears throat> it contains a pretty big promise. Every now and then, uh, I like to read self-help books. Maxine and I kind of trade some self-help books every now and then. I, I like a self-help book. I like, feel like it gives me a shot in the arm. You know, it gives me a little energy and helps me get through maybe some, some times when I need a little ex extra help. This verse reads like a self-help book. It reads like with every promise that you would ever imagine from a, a self-help book. But before you dig into the proverb, we can't get past the second word in this verse because there's the word pursue. Proverbs 21, 21, whoever pursues righteousness and kindness will find life, righteousness, and honor. What does it look like to pursue righteousness? That cannot be a, a trivial pursuit. That cannot be a trivial matter. And you know, Jesus has already answered that question for us. If we go to the first book of the New Testament, the Gospel of Matthew, it's there in chapter 5 that we have that first sermon that we have of Jesus. We call it the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount begins with the Beatitudes, and there in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, we read, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst 
for righteousness, for they will be filled. <laughs> maybe, maybe I just understand the words hunger and thirst a little better because I like food. I understand what it means to be hungry and to be thirsty. We have to hunger and thirst because if we don't hunger and thirst, we die. It's that way with pursuing and pursuing righteousness. It consumes us. It consumes what we're all about. But what this proverb shows us is it's not about what we pursue for ourselves. It's about what we pursue for others. Whoever pursues righteousness, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Righteousness. That's, that's one of those church words. This morning in my post on Facebook, I referred to it as Christianese. You know, it's one of those words that we almost use exclusively in church. What does it mean? How do we define righteousness? How do we hear it? When I hear righteousness, I hear, I hear holiness alongside of it. I hear purity. I hear the ability to stand before God in righteousness a right, at its heart. <laughs> when I hear it that way, I realize that that's not me. That's not what I've got. That's not what I'm bringing to this. But at the heart of the word righteousness, it's about being in a right relationship. It's about being in a right relationship with God and right relationships with each other. And what we start to see is that pursuing righteousness is really all about pursuing Jesus. Back in Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 16, Jeremiah says the Lord is our righteousness. The Lord is that right relationship for us. And then we jump ahead to the New Testament, and in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, Paul says that Jesus Christ became for us, the righteousness from God. He became our righteousness. Pursuing righteousness is not about stressing yourself out over some unattainable goal. It's about recognizing what Jesus has done for you, even for you, what Jesus has done for you. As unrighteous as you may be, he became what you could never be. So how do you pursue that? Well, you notice it's not just about righteousness. Again, Whoever pursues righteousness and kindness. Ah, well, that's interesting. Righteousness and kindness. You know, I, I understand kindness a little better. And some of your Bibles may actually say whoever pursues righteousness and love or righteousness and mercy. They might say loving kindness or steadfast love. The word there, it's a Hebrew word for love that we don't really have an equivalent to in the English language. There's no one word that fits with this Hebrew word, but, but you know what it is because you've done it before. You've had people love you this way. You know what this is. You know it when you see it. When you love someone, you do for that person. You care for that person. You help them. You, you seek to bring healing. You seek to bring blessing. For love to be love, love has to do something. That's the kindness that's spoken of in this verse. A couple of months ago, we had a funeral dinner here at the church. And during that funeral dinner, I had a lot of food here. During that funeral dinner, a man showed up at the church looking for some help. He was passing through town. He was out of work. 
He needed some gas money and he really needed some food and he needed a lot of encouragement. He needed some food and he just happened to show up here on a funeral dinner day. Our ladies packed plate after plate for him, wrapped them up in, uh, in tinfoil and, and, and we got him a gas card and he was in tears at the kindness that we showed him that day. He was so thankful that we were here and thankful for that kindness. So how do you show kindness to God? How do you pursue kindness and righteousness? Well, uh, God does not need your gas card, okay? God does not need your food. God does not need you to, to take care of him in that way. But then you remember that every person that you encounter is created in the image of God. And when you commit to seeing the image of God within everyone you encounter, you are choosing to view people rightly. You are choosing to view people with a, a view of, of righteousness and to treat them kindly, to, to view them rightly and treat them kindly. When that becomes our drive, when that becomes our goal, when that kind of love starts to consume us, we are pursuing righteousness. We are pursuing kindness. And the blessing in that, and the blessing in this proverb, is in realizing that when you seek the best for others, you find the very best for yourself. So the proverb comes with a promise. If you read the whole proverb, it says, whoever pursues righteousness and kindness will find life, righteousness, and honor. I love that. I love the confidence in that verse. They will find life. They will find life, that fulfillment that we seek. That fulfillment that we want is found when we treat others with kindness. We'll find honor. Not honor in, of our, in and of ourselves, but honor in what we do for others. And then there's that word again, righteousness. Again, it's the same word that's used in the first half of the verse. As you treat others as bearing the image of God, the image of God is seen in you. We have to admit, though, the problem is too often we get the focus wrong. We focus on the wrong things. We seek life for ourselves. We seek what we want. We seek to fulfill ourselves by ourselves. We make the focus all about me, 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 me. We want honor. We want recognition. And so we make it all about ourselves. But there's no promise in that. There's no promise in seeking those things for ourselves. There's only more and more frustration. Some of you are probably old enough that you remember the name Gail Sayers. Anyone remember the name Gail Sayers? Now, if we were playing Trivial Pursuit, Gail Sayers' name might pop up in the sports category. Gail Sayers played for the, the Chicago Bears. He was a, well, he's a running back for the Chicago Bears. So Gail Sayers' may, name may pop up in Trivial Pursuit under the sports category. His name might pop up on Trivial Pursuit under the entertainment category because of the movie... No? Come on. If, you know, if Dina hadn't left with the grandkids, she would know what this one was. Brian's song. Thank you, Gerald. You get a pie. You get a wedge in your pie for that one. <laughs> the movie Brian's song, which is about his relationship with his teammate and his friend, Brian Piccolo. Brian Piccolo died of cancer, and so the movie Brian's Song is about that. Gail Sayers' name might pop up in the literature category, though, because the movie Brian's Song is based on Gail Sayers' book, which was called I Am Third, was the name of his book. 
because that was his motto in life. Gail Sayers said this is what life amounted to for him. God first, my friends second, and I am third. Gail Sayers died just about a year ago. He died last year in September. And I think today, if he's remembered, he is remembered more for his kindness than he is for his football career. Gail Sayers once said, I don't care to be remembered as a man who scored six touchdowns in a game. I want to be remembered as a winner in life. I want to be remembered as a winner in life. What does our proverb say? Whoever pursues righteousness and kindness will find life, righteousness and honor. And there's that word pursue again. What does, what does pursuit look like in your life? What does it look like to pursue? You know, I, you probably understood, you probably heard, I, I like to talk about kindness a lot. I think kindness is key to what we do as Christians. I think kindness is such a huge part of, of what Jesus has called us to. I talk about kindness a lot. I talk a lot about how I try to see the image of God in other people. I talk about those things a lot, but I've got to be honest, it doesn't always look like I'm pursuing kindness. Sometimes it's less of a pursuit and more like I'm just playing at kindness. I definitely don't always appear to be in hot pursuit. It doesn't look like I'm hungry and thirsting for what kindness offers me. Sometimes instead of pursuing, it looks like I'm playing, like my pursuit of kindness is, is trivial. The fact is, no one will ever see the image of God in me if I don't look for the image of God in them. No one's ever going to see the image of God in me if I don't look for the image of God in them. I have no right to expect the kindness of others if I'm not treating others with kindness. There is no promise of life, righteousness, or honor in putting myself before others. But when I pursue righteousness through kindness, it transforms who I am. Jesus says that when that, be when that becomes my hunger, I will be filled. Are we pursuing or are we playing? There is no promise in merely playing at kindness. The promise comes when seeing others, when we're seeing others as worthy of our kindness, when that becomes our drive, when we put all of our energy into caring for the, for the least of these, for the lost, for the strangers, for the hurting, for the ones that just show up looking for some help because it's when we show kindness that we truly find the image of God in ourselves. Whoever pursues righteousness and, and kindness will find life, righteousness, and honor. <clears throat> there at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, we have those words from Jesus, Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled and you jump ahead almost two chapters, still in the same sermon, to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And it's there where Jesus says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Life, righteousness, and honor. You find those promises in the kindness of that you offer to others, the way that you love, the way that you care, the way that you meet their needs, the way that you welcome. When you seek the best for others, you find the very best for yourself. 
We saw that in Jesus when he was seeking the very best for us when he gave completely out of himself. We're going to remember what Jesus did for us here in just a moment. We remember through the, through the cup, through the loaf. We also remember just through the kindness that we show others, through the way that we care for the people around us. I'm going to pray here in a moment, and then we'll sing, and then we'll take together. Let's pray. Father, we praise you. We thank you. The scripture tells us that it is your kindness towards us that leads us to repentance. Lord, you extended kindness through your son, Jesus. And we come today remembering your kindness, a, a kindness that looks so cruel, the death of your son on the cross. We remember his body broken, his blood shed, shed for us. <clears throat> but Father, we remember, remember the call. Lord, we could never achieve righteousness. We could never have that on our own. But your son became our righteousness. Help us to become your kindness for the people around us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.